Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery, and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets, and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello and welcome back to Ritual. I am Amy Harvey and I am here with her husband. Patty Harvey. We are in the festive mood today, aren't we? Sure are. It's June. Which means there's something very exciting happening. What is it? It's nearly birthday month. It is nearly birthday month. Side note, Patty's born on the 24th of July. I'm born on the 27th, which means we are both Leos in case you didn't realize. Um, But before that, it's Yule. It's Yule. I'm even wearing my a, a Christmas jumper today. Oh. Yeah. I should have brought a hat. I know. Next year. That's all right. Um, should we cue some festive music? Uh, yes, hold on, give me one second, and boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. I love it. I love it. Now it's really you. Alright, and go away. Uh, so today we're going to be talking all things Yule, mm-hmm. see how many Yule puns we can uh, get mm-hmm. out there as well. You'll have the best time listening to us. There's the, the first one. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll better believe it. Mm, that's all right. That's okay. We'll work on it. Okay. Um, so should we just dive right in? What, wait, are, we, wait, what are we diving how, into? How are you, Patty? I, um... It's been a while since you've been on. It has, it has. It's been it's been a few weeks, I think. Um I'm all right. I'm okay. <clears throat> um I um I'm a wee bit like it's coming you know, winter and whatnot, so I'm feeling a wee bit more snuggly. It's been a little bit depressing here, to be honest. It's rained for about four years, it feels like. Five days. No, it's been literally two it's been weeks. Four years. It's been it's two just weeks. straight rain. Um oh. and uh, but but uh yeah so i'm feeling a wee bit snug a wee bit tired um but i'm good i'm really good like i think you know there's a lot happening with me at the minute as you know because you 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 know we're married um but uh i don't know i think we're doing all right we're doing all right aren't we i feel we're good i feel no not as as in like as a couple (laughs) we're fine as a couple is this a relationship episode anyway one time (laughs) no i think no i mean like as in in life we're doing well like We've got work, you know, we've got businesses, we've got kids, we've got home life. The sun is out today. The sun is out. This is actually a new thing if you're watching this. We're in the daytime. Yeah, usually we're recording yeah, at nighttime. in the darkness. But today we're, there's no kids. The house is quiet. We won't be yelling at anybody today. Maybe the dogs. Maybe. If you're lucky. <laughs> um, How are you? Good. Amy Harvey. I'm good. I'm feeling good today. Like I said, the rain 
has affected me. I'm not the biggest winter person. I will admit I don't like being cold. I always like the change. Mm. Um, once you have like all the heat, you, yeah. you do want the cold change, but having rain every single day, like I like winter mornings where it's like like this. It's crisp sunny, and crisp sunny, yeah. and frosty and it's so Blue beautiful. Sky. But when it rains every day, I'm just like, ugh. Well, you can't so, do anything. You can't. You can't. When do you feel anything. like you can't, anyway. No, you feel sleepy and whatever. Mm. So today I feel good because it's sunny and it's nice. Things are happening, and and it's nearly Yule, and it everyone is. loves Yule. Everyone does love Yule. I feel like Yule is probably, I'd say, the most popular. Uh, with Sawin. Sawin definitely. Well, and that's obviously because you know in modern day life there's so much of an emphasis on christmas and halloween and they're so similar in that way i Um, guess the thing is though for us here in the southern hemisphere yule isn't at christmas time which is i think where people get very um confused of how to celebrate because you do associate it so much with christmas time Mm. because that's what like exactly all the songs are about christmas time but here, there's no, you know, Christmas lights in the streets. There's no Christmas trees in the shopping centres. But, in, but that in, doesn't mean that you can't do that. I'm just saying the vibe is different. If anything, it means you get two Christmases. Well, you do. And I, sep- two I, I separate the two. Christmas and Yule are different. They are different. Christmas is um, more of the commercial holiday for me. It's all about Santa Claus, presents, mm-hmm, all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm all the Christmas vibes where Yule is like more of the spiritual side. Yes. And you can combine the both. You can. And obviously if you're a practicing Christian, you do combine the both. Uh, But um, I think, you know, I think it's, if anything in the Southern hemisphere, you get the chance to make it completely its own thing spiritual mm. and it doesn't you know it doesn't meld with the other although you know you're wearing the jumper so it's a good opportunity like i say to christmas vibes just just twice just double double throw it does du- that make double, sense not double. not at all <laughs> whatever anyway let's just start. double throw it <laughs> it means making up words not an expression so, okay you'll also Yule. known as the winter solstice one of the eight sabbats and turns of the witch's wheel. So Yule is celebrated in the Southern Hemisphere, usually on the 20th to the 21st of June. But if you're in the North, it's on December. In the the North. North. (laughs) It's in on December 21st to the 22nd, um, traditionally. Traditionally. On a pagan calendar. Which Um, you can buy. Uh, at Amy's, no, you can't. No, you can't. One day. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> uh, so outside, winter yep. has taken over the land and we arrive at the longest night of the year. The earth is quiet. Life almost feels as though it has frozen for just a moment. Yule is a beautiful time to curl up in your cozy home in a mm. solitary act of contemplation and embrace what should be the natural time for our bodies to rest and hibernate. And I totally feel that. I totally feel that too. That's why I'm so sleepy at the moment. Me too. I'm like a burr. And and <clears throat> and it is a good time, you know, 
because you know obviously it takes a bit more effort to leave the house and go out and mm. someone says do you want to go out for such and such yeah I know. but it is nice because you know and you've been doing this a bit you know where you've been going i'm just going to go read yeah and i'll just sit and it's good to have that sort of <coughs> alone <laughs> sorry i choked in my teeth <laughs> okay? i tried so hard to not but it just came out. I tried to choke professionally. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> just die in peace. I'm quiet. I'm sorry. I didn't want I'm to disturb so you while I was asphyxiating on my tea. I do apologize. Anyway, I think I'm done. So while we are in our darkest time, it is also a time to celebrate as the light will soon return and growth and new life and abundance will be coming back to us. Mm-hmm. That's something that we always need to remember at this time, even though we're going into like the heart of winter, Mm -hmm. it does mean that soon it will be passing and the spring will be with us once more. Yeah. It always, because especially for those people who get like um, seasonal depression, Mm. you need to remember it's everything is always moving. Yeah. And Yule is a good time to remember that the light will return, even though sometimes it feels like it's going on forever nothing is forever i i read this quote this morning that somewhat relates to what you just said Mm. this um this uh woman on linkedin uh said i don't i i say i'm always happy and people think that that means i'm happy no matter what even when bad things are happening but that's not how i define happiness happiness just means that even whenever things are tough it's because i know that there's good things coming afterwards so it's not being happy all the time. It's mm-hmm. being happy even whenever you're in a dark place, knowing that good things are coming. And that's kind of, it kind of relates yeah. in that way when you go, oh, winter, yeah. And you go, yeah, but it means that we're moving forward towards spring. Exactly. It's like after every storm, there's a rainbow. Yeah. Mm. And, after, and after every night. There's the sun. There's a, there's a bright Unless day. you're in every, Melbourne. After every dark night, there's a bright day. Exactly. So let's look at how life used to be during the winter solstice, which again, this will help you kind of put things into perspective of how difficult it actually was back in the day. This back in the day (laughs) covers a long period of time, by the way. Back in the day is sort of anything pre Electricity (laughs) and supermarkets. Um, So people were well and truly in their homes at this point, escaping from the harsh winter elements outside. We would be turning to our food storage and enjoying things like root vegetables, grains and preserved meats. Our days would be cut short to help preserve our candles and oils and all the things that brought us light. So Mm. that's why people would kind of embrace that sleepiness because they're like, well, we're wasting our candles. We might as well just call it a day and go Mm. to sleep. Um, And people's biggest concern would be whether or not they would have enough firewood to get them through the winter. Yeah. Because no firewood, not not good. No warm, yeah. No No, firewood. No warm. No warm. (laughs) Um, So these days we can keep our homes at a constant temperature we can bring light in with a flick of a switch. We can eat fresh strawberries in July and we can make any dish we desire, no matter what the weather conditions. Mm. So now more than ever, Yule should be a celebration of how grateful we should feel for all these amazing luxuries that we see as a basic part of life. Yeah. 
which I think we often forget about how. Yeah, true. I mean, not that life is easy, but in comparison, we have it pretty easy. Like we, the, the, I mean, there's still people obviously who get, who can freeze in the winter, but majority of us, especially if you're, you're able to listen to a podcast, I assume you've got heat, a form of heat in your home. So I think taking this time to kind of like show that gratitude for like, I am very blessed because I have all these Mm. basic human rights, you know, heat, Mm. water, food, just like Mm. that. It's just available whenever I need it. So yeah, certainly if you live in a, you know, a developed country, there's a high likelihood you have. And if you don't, you know, hopefully there's uh, services that can give you that. Yes. Um, but I think you're talking majority of, of people. Um, whereas I, back then. It was like a life or death time during winter. I Like if you didn't, um, use your time during autumn to harvest and really, you know, and also I guess spring and summer to grow, then mm. you were in big trouble. What was that story about the, the, was it the squirrels? <clears throat> the squirrels? And during summer, one of the squirrels was like hiding all the acorns away, all the nuts. Yeah. And the other one was just like eating them and running around and going, man, he says, you need to, you need to think about what's, what's coming. And he said, no, nah, nah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then, then autumn came and he's like saying, you know, you, before, like you need to really sort of save some food mm. and nah, 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 I'll be fine. He just kept eating, eating. And then in the middle of winter, the, there was no food. And he went out and he says, uh, the, 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 the wee squirrel knocked on his squirrel door. door. <laughs> And he said, have you got any food? He said, I got a, I got a ton here. Mm. I got a ton because I spent my time wisely. So that's like spring, su- summer is, you know, drying out the wood and, and prepping and mending the mending fence. Mending uh, fences. And sorting everything out and making the animals. And, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're eating animals, fattening them up and making them nice and juicy because then you can preserve <clears throat> the meat for winter. You had to be smart about it you don't want to dilly dally no you don't so the winter solstice is the most com is most commonly seen as like the pagan christmas um and it's one of the most celebrated worldwide with so many cultures celebrating this midwinter point Mm -hmm. and so when i was researching yule it's like it's so hard to find out where things originated from because everybody has their own form of this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think a lot of it is just really coincidental. And I think if you really wanted to deep dive and go way back, you know, you look at things like Stonehenge and all the different pl- like points around the world where at certain solstices, the mm-hmm. lights line mm-hmm. up, like this is stuff that goes so far back yeah. that it's really hard to go, it was just the pagans. It was, you know, the Romans, the whatever, like everybody has this celebration at this Mm -hmm. point, which is kind of amazing. Um, But of course, over time, everybody's kind of claimed like, we did this first, we did this first, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Christians come in and say, we did everything. But, (laughs) but um, yeah, I did find, it's very interesting just to see like, how big this time of year actually is around the world going so far back. So mm. um, I've got a few different ones that still are on to this day. 
Um, so for example, in Mexico, and I will try and get the names right. Don't hold it against me if I don't. But in Mexico, they celebrate Los Posadas. Is that how you'd say that? La, las? La, las, las Posadas. Posadas. A nine-day celebration over the winter solstice. So this would obviously be in December because mm -hmm. they're up in the north. Uh, but during this festival... In Mexico. They, in Mexico. They're, they're no, the, the Southern north. Hemisphere. No, they're not. Mexico is considered in the Northern Hemisphere. If it's not, my mind is about to explode. It's South America, but it's in the Northern Hemisphere. It's Central, uh, it's Central America. Mexico is in the Northern Hemisphere. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, it's in the, that's what I said. It's in the Northern Hemisphere. No, you didn't. You said Southern. Okay. We'll <laughs> Roll the tape, everyone. <laughs> um, and so what they I do... I actually think I said the Southern Hemisphere, but... Um... No, we all know you did. Yeah. We all heard it. Anyway. Anyway, let's during, move on. During this festival, they have pilgrims, pilgrims, who walk... Not the John Wayne pilgrims. Not, no, no. Hey, pilgrim. <laughs> no, I mean, he may have been there at some point. But, you Mexicans. Um, so they would walk through the town and they would knock on all the doors asking for Posada, which means shelter. Hmm. And this was, or well, this is to commemorate the walk of Mary and Joseph looking for shelter. Oh, yeah. So they do this during their festival every year, which is kind of yeah, right. cool. Um, so heathens who celebrate Norse traditions, they celebrate, and a actually I will say, a lot of um, Yule traditions do come from Norse traditions. Like Scandinavia -ish. Yes, I think, I would say majority of them would come from Norse um, tradition, which I thought was really interesting. Mm. And they, I mean, they do go way, 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 way back. So hmm. yes, that's one, one area that did, can claim a lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, so they celebrate the winter solstice with a 12 day festival called the 12 nights of Yule. <gasps> the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this begins on the winter solstice and it ends on January 1st. Oh. So each day focuses on a different activity. Um, some are celebrated with their kindred, which is like their coven, mm -hmm. but they call it a kindred, um, and some are solitary. So some of these activities include uh, gift giving, decorating a tree, lighting a yule log, and dream divination. Mm. And then you have the druids. Um, so there are, I was reading that there are some that believe that the ancient Druids didn't recognize Yule as they only celebrated fire festivals. So they're that, more sun, they're more sun oriented. Than yes. Them. So sun festivals <clears throat> are Imbolc, Beltane, Lunasa and Samhain. But, um, I read that modern Druids honor the solstice as it's seen as a key astronomical event. Mm hmm um, so they would celebrate um, by creating a procession to a ritual location. They would raise energy and they would make offerings to the three realms, which is the land, sea and sky. And then they would also make an offering to the gods, ancestors and nature spirits 
they would do divination and they would read omens for the new year. Cool. It is kind of cool, isn't mm. it? I'd want to hang out with the druids. Yeah, it'd be sick. Yeah. Get me one of them cloaks. <laughs> I kind of Just think of like Outlander when I think of druids because they were, it's called the dance of the druids when they're around that. Yeah. You know, the stones. La, 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 la. <laughs> And then, of course, you have Christmas, which is the Christ Mass. So we're looking at the more of the Christian tradition, which I'm sure everybody is aware of. Yeah. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Christmas. star in the sky. What was that one we were talking about where you said something mass? Ah, oh, candle mass. Candle mass, yeah. So mass is a celebration. Yes, of Christ in the Christian eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't really think we need to get too much into that. Everybody's kind of aware. I think everyone knows tradition. what Christmas is. Um, even if you're not Christian, even if you've never even studied Christianity, you would know exactly what Christmas is. Vibe of everyone Christian knows Christmas. Yes. Actually, do you know, I was reading this thing about Santa Claus, which we'll get into a little bit later. Mm, mm. Um, but I saw that um, originally Santa Claus was meant, you know how they say he, one of the, the theories is that he comes from a saint called St. Nicholas and mm. he was meant to be this really beautiful, jolly person who was like the saint of children mm. and he was very generous and would give children gifts. Mm. And that was originally meant to be on the 6th of December was when St. Nicholas would come to mm. give children gifts. But weirdly, the Christian, I think his name was Martin Luther, was like, no. Lutheran church. Yes, was like, no, no, no. We're not having it on that day because what we want to do is change it to December 25th so that children um, think that Jesus gives them gifts which I just want him to know it didn't work. To Why? this day, children go, I get gifts from Santa. And it didn't work for them because the... I think it'd be pretty sweet if a wee baby was running around with a big sack on his back. Like, he <laughs> can't in, even hold up the weight of his own head. I know. So they were trying to change, like they wanted to get rid of like saints and all of that. And they just wanted it to be about Jesus. So they wanted, they wanted to get rid of the idea to just of say, Jesus else. gives me presents, but it just didn't happen. It just didn't really? happen. Kids just were like, Santa, he's, he's, he's the one. Really? Yeah. Lutheran isn't like, doesn't dip back as far as early Christianity though. I don't see. I just read this briefly. I didn't get too in depth with dates and whatnot. We need a fact check on this, right? Mexico, northern, northern, southern hemisphere. Who knows? It's a mystery. It's not a mystery. Lutheran Church. Who knows? It's a mystery. It's not. Well, it was his name was Martin. Moving on. Anyway, so how can we celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are you laughing? We're all over the place because, today. Because. <laughs> what is happening to you? <laughs> you went in to defend your yourself team? and I'm like, move it on. Oh. All I'm saying is this is what I've read. I've done research. I don't know what you've done, but from my research. You wanted me to be here and I'm here. Hello. Anyway. Okay. 
How can we celebrate Yule is the question we're all here for. Yep. So should we start with our correspondences, mm -hmm. all the little bits that will help you infuse that Yule magic into your life? So to start with, your altar decorations, mm -hmm. what can you put on your altar? A wreath. Mm -hmm. And the wreath actually symbolizes the circle of life, mm -hmm. which I think is really beautiful. Pine cones, which are in abundance if you're in our backyard at the moment. Mm -hmm. Every maybe 15 minutes, you'll hear a big bang on the roof and we all just go, pine cone. Pine cone. Um, a Yule log, which I'll get into a bit more later. Mm -hmm. A Yule tree. Um, ivy, a poinsettia. What's a... They're those really beautiful red flowers. Oh we, yeah, yeah. Mm. We, got, we had them. We had we did have them, and then I think then the, the cat. The eat cat. Them. <laughs> yeah, I think they're poisonous too. Mm, she's still here. She's she's fine. <laughs> um, bells, gifts, fairy lights, elves, all the magical things. Yeah, yours is so magical. It I makes it. me so happy. Mm. For side note. I am like the biggest Christmas freak in the world. Yeah. Like it brings me so much joy. And I'll also put Yule in that as well. But because you, then Santa. Yeah. Me and Santa are besties. Like I need to be an elf. That's next life. Anyway, food, the next most important thing. Yeah. What do you make? So it's all about the roast, like roasted meat, roasted potatoes, roasted everything. Yummy roast meals roast at Yule. Spuds. Like think like typical Christmas meals. Mm, mm. Eggnog, also delicious. Delish. Love eggnog. Cookies, again, one of my favorite things. These are basically all my food groups. Brandy. Yes. <laughs> well, well, think about it. <laughs> yes. Brand, you, well, because brandy, go, what, did the, what was the food? Eggnog. Eggnog. Brandy goes in eggnog, right? Is it brandy or is it rum? You can put brandy in there. I think you can put both. Um, think about the St. Bernard's and the Swiss Alps. They have a little barrel of. Oh, I want a St. Bernard so they have, much. They have a barrel of brandy yeah. for the cold because it warms them up warms you up right when they rescue people yeah brandy uh i, I whenever brandy I, in christmas pudding yes whenever i was a kid we associated brandy with santa because i think yeah you, you leave would leave brandy, brandy out for santa, santa. It, and he always drank it <laughs> he did in my house <laughs> yep <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you Thank God. <laughs> this is the same in mine, but but, that, but I yeah. So you know you can you can laugh. No, you know all what? You I take want. my laugh back. You're right. Brandy is very much associated with this time. Well done for your contribution. For its warming properties. Uh, fruit cake. Side mm. note: not the biggest fan of fruit cake. Not the biggest fan. But that's okay. I know a lot of people are. This one though, gingerbread. Oh, yeah. I love gingerbread. And you know what? There's actually root vegetables. I should have looked into this because gingerbread is a pagan thing. And I know the Germans took it, but it is a pagan tradition. And I'm pretty sure it has something to do with like you make these cookies for good luck mm. and they used to like hang them on trees and whatever. Mm. This is not 100% factual. This is me slowly recalling memory. <laughs> 
<laughs> as I'm as I'm talking, talking. <laughs> I'm trying to stall so I can remember more. But gingerbread is a pagan thing and also delicious. It is, and it's a root. What you said? Root vegetables. Oh, ginger. The gingerbread isn't a root. No, but the no, but ginger comes from the ground, it like does. a root, like a root vegetable. It does. Very good. <laughs> what is going on? What's happening today? What happened? It's the it's the festive spirit. It's pouring out of us. It's, it's mold wine. Seeping out. Mold wine. Delish. It's a good one. Yumi does a very delicious. And if you want my mold. recipe, you can actually jump on and look up the Yule Book of Shadows PDFs. Mm -hmm. Um, and the mold wine recipe is in it. I actually have it right here if you're looking. Woo! You can't read it though. You have to go and grab it. I'll hold it up. It's the best mulled wine, I'm going to say, ever. It is pretty delicious. I'll get into mulled wine as well, actually, a little bit later. Um, and then things like sweet cakes, sweet honey cakes, yep. anything delicious. Anything to uplift <clears throat> you in the, in the that tastes darker good, months. Yeah. That's not particularly good for you, but is delicious. Yule. Colors. Can you guess the colors of Yule? Black. Oh, there's one, two, three, four, five. Five colors. Okay. Go. Uh, Green? Yes. White? Yes. Red? Yep. Gold and silver. Very good. Yay! <laughs> um, herbs and incense. So what can you burn in your home with your spell work and all of that? Um, so a lot of these will have properties of abundance, happiness, but also protection, mm -hmm. clearing away all the negative winter vibes. So that's kind of like the themes of all of these. Um, so we've got bay, um, blessed thistle, cedar, chamomile, pine, frankincense, holly, juniper, <coughs> oak, mistletoe, rosemary, sage, ash, sandalwood, orange peel, clove, patchouli, ginger, myrrh, cinnamon, nutmeg. For the Christian stories, you will see there was the myrrh, frankincense, and gold. Well, we mentioned gold in the colors. So we've tick, 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 tick. Mm -hmm. There we go. Crystals, tiger's eye, ruby, diamond, garnet, bloodstone, carnelian, citrine, emerald, clear quartz. Yep. All the good ones. All, and all, all the same sort of colors as well. Yeah, they are. Red, gold, white. Um, the animals of Yule are goats, reindeers or stags, squirrels, wren, owl, robin, and a bear. No. The little snuggly bears. They're little bears. They're so cute. Um, and activities, which we'll kind of get into now, but that things like decorating tree. You know what? I'm not going to read that one because we're going to talk about the activities. Strike we could that. do that. Strike that from the record, please, Your Honor. So things that you can do to celebrate Yule and the kind of traditions of Yule. Mm -hmm. So one of them is, which we kind of touched on before, is embracing the energy of Yule. Mm -hmm. And so that is that real quiet time. So as I said, your body will naturally want to go and hibernate because yeah. you would be, you'd be going to bed earlier. You're spending more time inside. It's darker outside. So it's really like to embrace that. Not, you don't have to do it every day, but taking time to embrace that solitary energy mm -hmm. 
So just like doing things like reading, like finding a book that will really kind of refill your soul. It could be a story. It could be something that you want to learn, but take the time to kind of read. Um, You can do divination. Now is a good time for that as well, because the solstice is, they say at a solstice time, so summer or winter, Mm -hmm. the energy around us is at peak. Mm -hmm. So obviously at every Sabbath, it, it raises, but during a solstice is the highest. So spell work, divination, all of that stuff will be, it's a really powerful time to do it. So divination will be really, it will come through really fast. And we just had Sarwin as well. Mm. So that energy is still lingering around. So I would definitely be doing that. Um, they also say that during a solstice, it's a really high time for Fae action as well. They love solstice times. And a lot of traditions as well are associated with the Fae. Like they do Christmas trees to get wishes from the fairies. Mm-hmm. So working with them at this time is really good. Um, but yeah, just taking that time to slow down, do meditation, journal work is a really good one as well. Yeah. I love doing that around this time because it's all about like contemplation, deep diving into your own mind and going like, what do I want from here? Like, what do I want when the, you know, the sun's back, I have more energy, like what are my goals? What is What do I want to bring into my life? So yes, embrace the slow energy mm-hmm. of Yule mm-hmm. is one. The next one is the Christmas tree, having yes. a Christmas tree. So this is a pagan tradition that goes back as early as 4th century CE. Mm-hmm. So it's old, old. Yeah. <clears throat> and so what people would do is they would decorate an evergreen tree as it represents fertility and new life. Mm-hmm. And they would dress the tree with a light for each member of the family. And then they would all put on like an ornament that represented a wish that mm-hmm. they wanted. So I don't know, maybe a gold coin for money or mm-hmm. whatever, but they would decorate the tree with wishes. And some say that those wishes, like some would leave the tree outside, some would bring it in their home, but they, they would be granted by the fairies. Um, but I guess to whoever you're mm-hmm. wishing to, which I like. Like I like that. I mean, nowadays we just decorate the tree because it looks good, but I like the idea that they, they actually something. represented something that you want in your life. Yeah. And you put in a bit of intent, intent. So in yeah, it. things like orange peel, people with orange peel, because that's like, um, that could be happiness. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of a beautiful. We used to get oranges in our stockings. What, what for, for that? Christmas. I don't know. Huh. It was just a tradition thing. That's cool. Don't forget, like in Ireland, you know, we have traditions that date yes a lot way, of it way, there way was back. a lot of irish and a lot of it was retained and it was just like a fact that that's what happened yeah but when you actually look at the reason why it goes meaning. back to pre-christianity mm-hmm. um and and we just kind of did it and went along with it because that's yeah. what you did but that's um yeah we used to get oranges in our stockings yeah hmm. and nuts as well wasn't that another thing nuts nuts, nuts. There was the a meaning for nuts, nuts, but now I'm blanking. We used to get them at Halloween as well. Monkey nuts. Oh, maybe that's why I'm thinking of nuts. Oh, we would get them at Christmas as well, I think. 
Mm. An orange, an orange in your stocking. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Um, so another thing is a Yule log. So uh, they say it originated in Germany, but from what I've seen, it's very much a Norse thing. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like he said, she said with some of these things. It goes back a long time, yeah. Yule log. Um, and so what they would do is they would bring, no, I'm pretty sure it is North, not North, Norse, and they would find a (laughs) log, a huge giant log, and they would bring it into the house and that would represent the return of the sun. Okay. And so everybody would write on the um, Yule log their wish for the new year Mm -hmm. and what they want when the sun returns and then they would burn it in the fireplace. And I guess it's kind of like a representation of the sun taking over and whatever yeah, and right. so people still do that to this day um and often people will decorate the yule log as well with like you know all the colors of it and you can carve in different things like you can kind of do whatever yeah, you right. want but i like where we're going to do a yule log this year we are we? indeed Amy. we are indeed and we're going to burn it yes that's the point Afterwards. Remember last year in the Yule ritual box, we had little mini Yule logs that no, you yeah, made. That I made. And they and you could they, put candles in them. candle holders and they had little symbols etched into mm. them. Yeah. They were cool. I still have mine in the house. Thank you. Yeah, they were good. Hopefully people burnt them. I hope not. They weren't really for burning. They were for your altar. <laughs> Somebody at home going, oh, I burnt my altar. Oh, my God, that? was I not meant to? I loved it. Um, another thing that you can do is a protection talisman um, that you can hang on your tree, which, again, I think I did, was it last year or the year before for the Yule Ritual Kit, where you can you can get, like, your own sort of, like, bauble that you – can pull apart and inside this is the easiest way to do it you can put things like so there was cinnamon for abundance star anise was for aid in divination work and like kind of opening up your psychic senses Mm -hmm. um there was i think bay for protection um all sorts of things things like i think there was like orange for happiness and then you write on a piece of paper your wish for the um for the yule time mm-hmm. um you close it all up and you hang it on your tree and i think that's a really that's fun thing to do i want to do that with the kids this year as well yeah. just because it kind of like bring it's a nice like witchy activity to do because yeah. you can really dive into like herbal magic and then you've got the you know intention writing as well um but if you want to do it for protection obviously you can aim it at that but i think it's nice to kind of bring in different elements as yeah. well yeah um so divinate yeah. yeah it's like a wee present it is it's like a, it's like a little a little wish bulb a little spell a little like charm bag mm. for your christmas tree yeah I like that. Mm, it's fun um divination again is a really good one as i said the energy around you is heightened um and there's so many different forms of divination that you can do so tarot oracle cards runes um you can do scrying with like a mirror or water um but i did read that i mean i don't know if we can really do it i'm sure it's more of a place where it's snowing Mm. but they would do divination using animal tracks 
Oh. Which I thought was really fun. Cool. So the idea is that you would go out and find animal tracks that were kind of near your property. Mm. And then you would look at things like what kind of animal is it? Mm -hmm. What does that animal symbolize? So like, for example, maybe a deer, a deer. What does a deer symbolize? Um, When, what are the tracks doing? Are they crossing over paths? Are they like parallel to your home? Are they walking away from you? Are they walking to you? And so that was like one of the divinations they would do at Yule time. Um, and it was said to kind of predict what your new year was going to be like. And that deer's going, I was just walking funny that day. I didn't realize <laughs> I just saw legs. he was going to plan his whole year on what I did. <laughs> the pressure. <laughs> Every year they're like, I'm really going to mess with this guy. Really carefully. They go, Psst, bear, come over here. We're going to mess with them. You take one step, I'll take another step. Why does this deer we'll, have a bare foot? We'll alternate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, <coughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. Stop coughing. <laughs> um, <coughs> <Damn it. laughs> so mold wine, which we mentioned before is another one, but I look at it in that you are creating like this magical potion that you yep. can drink. It is a safe drinkable potion because <coughs> what is wrong with me? Well, I mean, <laughs> where do, you know, I, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, because the mold wine, the recipe is filled with so much herbal magic and each ingredient, like even the sugar in it is said to like bring sweetness into oh, your yeah. life. So every single ingredient, do I have it here? Well, it's like any sort of magical cooking. You're putting intent into you it. You are, you are. And so making something like this, especially if you're having people over, it's like you're creating this magical potion that you're, and you're giving that wish to people. Yeah. So for example, like Warmth. the cinnamon is for love and passion. Cloves is for friendship. Nutmeg is for good luck. Star anise is for protection and visions. Orange is good luck and love. Lemon removes negativity and bad luck. And the sugar is brings sweetness and sweetens others to you. Yeah. So like spending that time kind of concocting and brewing up this beautiful potion, I think is like such a fun way Mm. to create something for yourself, but also for other people. And I mean, you don't have to have an alcoholic one. If you don't drink, you can make it with non-alcoholic wine. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is burnt out when you're making it anyway, but I think, yeah, just like, even if you don't having people over, you could bring some to somebody, but I think because it's like part of you is that gift giving, mm-hmm. you can create something using that, those witchy elements and give it as a gift saying like, even if they don't celebrate Yule going, I made some old wine, this is for you. And they don't have to know, but you no. know that you have created something. You can just say it's red wine, it's delicious. You've like made something that's got so many beautiful, good properties in it and you're giving it as a gift to somebody. The so, flavors are really nice in that one as well. Oh, sweet and syrupy and- And so spicy. Deliciousness. Mm. So I definitely recommend doing something like using that kitchen witchery, whether mm. it's mulled wine or baking or whatever. So another one is feasting, having delicious food, which we've kind of already mentioned a few times, but it really is such a big part of Yule is like coming together with people, whether it's friends, family, you can even do it by yourself, but spending the time Mm. to make- Or bringing other people in who don't have people. Exactly. 
like it's really like spending that time putting all your energy into creating something delicious and just like sharing it with others yeah and celebrating whether it is a return of light or just the fact that you're there together and yeah you know i think food is such a big part of a sabbath i don't know obviously it's because it's delicious but i think it really just does bring people together and food is you know joy and if you're in the dark months and it's raining or snowing or cold and dark and dreary you know having that warming deliciousness at a table with people and you know good company makes you feel happier and more positive and more uplifted because yeah. you're around people and you're going oh this is delicious this is so delicious. would you like some warm mulled wine oh i would and it gets inside and yeah. makes you feel all yummy and tingly inside as well Absolutely. and it's bringing it's it's sort of yeah making those darker times just that little bit more yummy yeah yeah um another one which i think is really cute and i think i might want to do this with the kids is making bird feeders um, oh, yeah. because obviously during this time food for animals is quite scarce, scarce yeah. especially for birds and they have they like really get a hard time because they're out in the elements they get rained on it's freezing and it's harder to find yeah. food because everything's kind of gone now they're not like those squirrels with the front doors they have not planned <laughs> And got their squirrel houses. <laughs> um, so making a bird feeder it kind of just like helps nice. them out through the winter. And they're super easy to do. Like I saw one where it's like a pine cone. You cover it in peanut butter and then roll it in bird seed. And it's like something as simple as that. Like there's so many different ones you can do. Hmm. But I think like, yeah, doing something like that, it kind of gives back to nature and to animals. Yeah. And it's not so human focused. And especially if you have that real connection with nature, that's like something really special you can do. And you can thank them for singing songs. Yeah. yeah. And and remind them that, you know, the light is coming back to them too. Yeah. Yeah. They are loved. <laughs> Now, another association with Yule is Santa Claus. Mm. And there, again, there's so many different like, places where he originated from. Was he a saint? Was he this? I know there's one story where, because during this time, they say that the Oak King mm -hmm. is defeated by the Holly King. Yes, I think I got that right. And he dies. <laughs> mm hmm this is in the whole story with the God and the goddess. And so around this time, she's now pregnant with the God. Yes. Even though he just died. Yes. This is where it, around this time it gets a little bit confusing, but basically she is um, pregnant with the God who's also the Holy King. Yes. Her, and so the, the Oak King has all these different um, names and associations. So one of them was Odin, but one of them is Santa Claus because he's meant to be this like jolly happy ah. dude and whatever. Um, so like I said, there's so many stories to do with Santa, but I know you have a good one that mm. you have told me before um, that I want you to share because it's a little bit different, but it's so interesting of where he originated from. It is. And it goes back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll, I've got notes here. I've got notes. <clears throat> so this goes back to um, indigenous people of the northern part of, say, Norway, um, Denmark, Sweden area, northern Scandinavia. These people called the Sami people. And 
this goes way back. So this is where, so obviously reindeers were domesticated in this part of the world. They, they were, they were used. It wasn't like the North pole. They were, they were actually used, uh, for, uh, especially obviously in winter, uh, people would have a sleigh and they would have reindeer and they would have them as, you know, around their homes and whatnot. So the story goes is that these people, and this is where, where, um, the idea that, um, Santa was sort of omnipresent is that they were, there were shamans that would go from village to village, uh, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the colder months to help people and heal people. So there was lots of, lots of shamans. So obviously they could be in multiple places at the same time. And they would arrive in these villages, these towns, and, and they would sort of set up shop. They would have their, their yurt or their tent. And, um, what would happen was, uh, they would go around these, the spruce tree, which is what typically, uh, a, a Christmas tree would look like. And underneath that would, um, grow the fly agaric, uh, the, um, Amanita muscaria, the, if you look at your emojis, the little mushroom with the red and the white dots, like on a it. typical mushroom that people like think a stereotype of. of a mushroom. Yeah. Mm. And so what they would do is they would go around and pick them up. And they would pick up other mushrooms for their medicinal purposes. And so the idea where red baubles came from in the trees is that these guys, these shamans would put them in the trees to dry them. And that's where the look of red baubles came from. They would also um, uh, tie them up and sort of loop them around the trees in order to do that. And um, so they would dry them and by the, they would be, and also what another method of drying them would be uh, in a house on top of a sock. And that's kind of where the idea of a stocking came from as well, apparently. That's so funny. And so what would happen was there's not, so I'm just reading this note again. So on top of the tree, the, the idea that the, the star on top of the tree came from Polaris, the brightest star in the sky um, as well. So there's, it's just amazing all the little connections. And so, when the, by the time mushrooms were dried, it'd be sort of like end of December, right? Mid to end of December. Um, and um, what 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 they would do is um, they would take these mushrooms and boil them into almost like a tea. And they'd either pick the strongest man or the or the weakest woman <laughs> in um, in in the village and the, the, one because he could take it and it didn't matter if she died yeah because right so because the the reaction to these these mushrooms was was quite intense um what what they would have to do is they would have to actually they boil it up into a tea they'd take the strongest guy or the weakest female and they'd make them drink it and they got violently ill but what they would drink is they would urinate out this tea and everyone would drink oh the God. tea uh sorry the urine um because it was a diluted version of it and so um they would drink it and they would almost get more alcoholic drunk than sort of hallucinogenic high. Um, and I've sort of jumped ahead here, but in these snowy months, obviously these, these shamans would get around with reindeer and sleigh. And so when you were in your yurt, you had a little fire going, which obviously meant you had to have a flu. So you had a little sort of flap in the roof of your, um, your yurt, your tent. And on nights, whenever these (laughs) shamans would get back to their, their homes, the little door to get into their tent was covered with snow. So they'd have to climb up the top and of these turns the and go down the chimneys, right? That and, is and that's so where that came weird. from. Now jumping back to the ceremony of this drinking this fly agaric tea, they would drink it, strongest male, weakest female, 
would urinate it out. People would drink that. It would have this sort of, not hallucinogenic, more alcoholic drunk sort of effect where it would sort of alter your state of mind. People would hallucinate on it. And because obviously these shamans would travel around with reindeer, sometimes people would see reindeer fly through the sky. Wow. Santa. Uh, one idea of Santa, crazy. Um, but makes perfect sense. It does make perfect sense, doesn't it? So, um, uh, a lot of the information is, uh, there's an Aubrey Marcus episode called yes. Santa sold shrooms. Uh, give it a listen. And, um, you should listen to Aubrey Marcus. His podcast is amazing. Mm. And he like really deep dives on a lot of stuff. Like he's very open to spiritual journeys like he does a lot of like ayahuasca and those kinds of things so if that's something that interests you check him out because i do love aubrey love a bit of aubrey love a bit of aubrey um but yes that's yule like i said there's so much that you can talk about this could be a five-part episode it could but they're the basics um for now maybe we'll next year we'll deep dive even more on some things but um that's how you can celebrate. It's such a fun, beautiful Sabbath, and I love it so much, and I'm so excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you once again for joining me to discuss. And thank you for having me, Amy. It was, oh, it's always a pleasure. It was lovely to meet you. Um, make sure you keep an eye out for the uh, Yule ritual boxes that are going to be released very soon. They're done. They've gone. What? People have them. That was like two weeks ago. It's okay. Oh, we'll cut that bit out. <laughs> um, but have a beautiful Yule if you are celebrating and let us know what you're going to do to celebrate. Um, and if you want to connect with me more, you can find me on Instagram under Wick and Sage. You can watch us. Hi. Hello. Um, on YouTube under Rosethorn Cottage, or you can come and join me over on Patreon where We've got a really awesome group of magical minds where we just talk about magic and I've got like extra things on there that you can do. Extra so things. Meditations that will be dropping very soon, actually. Yep. Extra podcast episodes, mm-hmm. magical PDFs, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. And you can always stalk Patty on Instagram too. Yep. If you want to step into the world of the weird and wonderful, you can look at my Instagram. Yep. Um, at I'm- Patty Harvey. At Patty Harv. Patty Harv. And with the with, with the meditations, um, Amy's going to be doing a few meditations, and I'm going to be reading a few as well. Yes, Patty's um, got such a beautiful voice. When I'm in character, it's very relaxing. He does voiceovers professionally, um, so professionally. Ah, uh, yes, right. we're gonna. That's right, Amy. And for just this weekend <laughs> only, you'll save twenty five percent off if you subscribe to my newsletter. He doesn't have a newsletter, but he might one day. I don't think so. But um, it's um. It's really a pleasure uh, to be here on your on your podcast, Amy. And I, again, just really, really liked meeting you. Sorry. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! If this is a bit too forward. Um. Thank you so much for listening. And again, have a beautiful Yule, and we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Uh, River Dirty. <laughs>